a few weeks ago, uh, a few weeks ago, um, a few weeks ago, we, we alluded to the riddle of Samson that's in the scripture, you know, the riddle of Samson we've heard about, we've read about in Judges 14, chapter 14 of Judges. And um, when you get a chance, I encourage you to go back and read the entire story of Samson, started his birth. There's only a few chapters about Samson. It's incredible the treasure that is in the story of Samson with regard to the finished work of Christ. It's awesome. So, and it's just read how his, he was born, how he came into the world, read what he did. Um, but I want to focus on the riddle of Samson that we are more familiar with that I think will be very interesting. And it's Judges 14 is about where the riddle is. But um, the whole story of Samson, two or three chapters, is just amazing. And keep in mind, that's one of the main, if not the main uses of the Old Testament, the scriptures, uh, the Old Testament scriptures at least, is to see Christ in those scriptures. Um, Paul's writing Timothy said that the purpose of all scripture is a revelation of Christ and faith in him. So it's, and then uh, Peter says that no prophecy, no prophetic word is of any private interpretation, but it must all lead back to the revelation of the Christ. It's so awesome. It's so awesome. So it's treasure that's in the Old Testament waiting to be uncovered and revealed. And what it does, it, it doesn't give you a bunch of stuff to do when you read it right. It gives you a revelation of him. And you find yourself doing because he himself is being manifested through you because you're simply beholding him. It's a whole different dynamic. The way of God is a riddle. It's a riddle. That's why Samson's riddle is like that. It's a picture of God showing us that his way is not our way. The natural man the natural thinking defaults, defaults to a way that is wrong. The natural man does not get the, the things of the spirit, the scripture says. It naturally defaults to what is wrong. There is a way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof is death. God is saying to us that one of the big keys to getting the gospel is first realizing your first Assumption is wrong. <laughs> You're way on the road to understanding the riddle if you understand that it is a riddle. If, it, if you don't see it's a riddle, then you think you're on the right path of obedience to righteousness and I'm going to be a good person and I'm going to do good so God won't judge me and I, I'm going to do all that God wants me to do and I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. You're on the wrong path. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is death. He hides these things, the scripture says, from the wise and prudent. Those who think themselves wise and prudent, he hides these things and reveals these things to babes. He chooses the weak to confound the strong. He chooses the foolish to confound the wise. Paul said this of Satan. He said, don't think it's strange that Satan can make himself appear as an angel of light and his ministers, ministers of righteousness. That's the Corinthian letter. And he was talking about the, 
the Judaizers, those who were going out and preaching the Ten Commandments, preaching obedience to law for righteousness. Think it not strange that Satan himself can, can make himself appear as an angel of light and his ministers, ministers, not of sin, ministers of righteousness. You see it? It's a riddle. It is a riddle. It is a riddle. And until you see the riddle, you will not get the wedding garment. See, the riddle in Samson's story is about Samson getting married. Samson is the Christ-like figure. The bride he would take among the Philistines is like you and I. We're like Philistines. We're, we're not holy and perfect and beautiful in terms of you know, perfection. God makes us perfect, makes us perfect. By being joined to him, by being married to him, he makes us perfect. So he goes down to get a bride, and he tells this riddle because of what happened on the way to getting a bride. And he says, if you can solve this riddle, then I'll provide, and this was his, he was talking about his buddies that were going to the wedding. He says, I'll provide tuxedos, or it was in the, in the Hebrew, it's the wedding garment that the groomsman would wear, his, his best man would wear. He said, I'll provide tuxedos for 30 of my, of my friends, of, of my friends, I'll, I'll buy tuxedos for all of you guys for the wedding if you can solve the riddle. So isn't it awesome to see that if you can solve, if you solve the riddle, you get the wedding garment to go to the wedding. Where have we heard that before in a parable where a wedding was given for the king's son? And they went in and they said, those who have wedding garments can stay. But there was a man there who did not have a wedding garment. And he was thrown out of the wedding. Why? Because it wasn't a matter of your own righteousness. It was a matter of, did you have a wedding garment? Were you clothed with something? It's the same truth. It's the same thing God is trying to tell us. Okay. So half the battle, saints, half the battle is seeing that it's a riddle. That it's not as we think. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is coming not like men think. It will not be like men think. So when you set your mind in that posture, it's a posture of teach me, Lord, I don't know. Because the moment you say you think you know, then you can't be taught anything else in that area. But if you say, I don't know, Lord, teach me. If you already know the truth and you hear the truth, then you'll just say, yes. And, but if you don't know the truth and you hear the truth, you'll go, oh, my. Amen. Oh, my God. Amen. Where have I been? But if you take the posture that I see, then you remain blind, Jesus said. But if you say, I am blind, Lord, teach me, then Jesus said, you'll see. It's awesome. This is, this is so... This is so um, when. When we really see his way, his ways are as different from our ways, the scripture says, as the heavens are above the earth. My thoughts, he says, are as different from your thoughts as the heavens are above the earth. That's how different, how different. They're not close to the way man thinks. They're not, you know, a few miles from the way man thinks. Galaxies. Galaxies. Man is thinking down here in the natural about righteousness and about what God expects and about what is good and what is evil and what should, man should do and the whole duty of man. And he's thinking down here and God's thoughts are galaxies away from that thinking so much so that those who promoted the Ten Commandments and fought for the law of God 
killed and crucified the one who had the thoughts galaxies away. Amen. And crucified the Son of God who came with a wholly different, completely thought and reality that they could not see. As we said a few weeks ago, the log in the eye, the log in the eye and the Pharisee eye, the log in the eye, as the Pharisee tried to tweak people and make them better, he, they were gouging out their eyes with the specks they saw in their eyes. Of course, they didn't see them as specks, but God said that's a mere speck compared to the, the log I see in your eye. What was the log in the Pharisee eye we talked about a few weeks ago? The log in the Pharisee eye was a complete blindness to the reality that there must be a new creation. You cannot tweak the old tree. You cannot tweak the old creation. You cannot improve the flesh. You cannot work on the flesh. There must be a completely new creation. There must be the death of the old and a rising of a new, a brand new creation. That's why he said, after he talked about the log and the speck, he said, make the tree good, Pharisee. Make it good. That's the key. Make the tree good, and you'll see good fruit. And, of course, the Pharisee can't make good trees. Only God can make good trees. And that's what he's talking about. Saints, if you get this right here, this phrase right here, this understanding, I'm going to try to summarize. If you get this, it will unlock so many scriptures to us. The Christian life for a believer, as far as being transformed and manifesting Christ in our life, is a matter of an awakening to who you already are in Him and a corresponding manifestation of fruit that the Spirit Himself will bring forth that is the Christian life it's an awakening the renewal of the mind is an awakening of what is we have been created new in Christ Jesus you do have a new heart you do have a new heart this must awaken in you And in me, in a deep way, you must, I must awaken to the awesome reality that I have truly been born from above. I am no longer from below. These are no longer religious words. This is a reality that I have been translated from the kingdom of this darkness into the kingdom of the beloved son. I have been raised from the dead. Know you not that you already died and your life is now hidden with Christ inside of God. Know you not that you are a new creation. Know you not that you are a son of God. It's not just religious words. This is, it must awaken within us. Awaken, and Christ shall give thee light, Paul says. Awake, thou that sleepest. Awake, thou that sleepest. Awake, thou that sleepest, and Christ shall give thee light. And when we behold him as he is, as we said weeks ago, if you want to explore who you really are, look at him. For you have been created in his image. And as we behold him who created us in righteousness by the word of his mouth, we see who we are in him as in a mirror. We see him and we see ourselves. For he has made us like himself on the inside. And that which is inside will come out as we rest in this dynamic of beholding him. We must behold Christ in our inner man. All the apostles taught That the means by which Christ is manifested is not by looking at sin in the flesh, but by looking at Christ in the Spirit. 
Know no man, not even yourself, after the flesh anymore, Paul said. But know each other and yourself after the Spirit. Let the Spirit of God permeate this reality inside of us. Let the Spirit of God renew our minds to this reality. Awaken thou that sleepest, Paul says, and Christ shall give us light. What a rest. God did it this way. It's a riddle. It is not like the way man thinks. God did it this way that no flesh could glory in his presence. It's been done. What is there left to do? So when fruit from this work of God is manifested, what can men say but God be glorified? Because he did it. You see it? Awesome. This is what Jesus meant when he said, you shall know the truth, the truth, and the truth will make us free. Eyes off ourselves, eyes on him, awakening to this reality. Well, when Samson was going down to get a bride, he met a lion on the way, and he fought the lion and killed the lion with his bare hands threw the corks of the line to the side of the road and went on down to get a bride. On his way back, he noticed the carcass of the line was still there, but there had been a bunch of bees had come and built a honeycomb inside the lion, inside the carcass of the lion. And there was honey inside the lion. And so he dipped his hand inside the lion and got a big handful of honey. He said, this is a strange thing. This is awesome. And he tasted of the honey. He actually brought some back to his mom and his dad. And he gave some to his mom and his dad. And they tasted of the honey. And they knew not where it came from. And so in the process of planning for the wedding and all, he said, this would be a great riddle. No one's going to get this. Nobody's going to get this. So he gave a riddle. And the riddle was, out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. And they went, what did that, could that be? It's out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. And they couldn't figure it out. And they couldn't figure it out. And they couldn't figure it out. And they tried to figure it out with their own minds. They couldn't figure it out. And they finally went to Delilah and said, ask him what the answer is. We're running out of time. He gave us a deadline. We have to come up with the answer. We don't get our tuxedos. Come on. <laughs> ask him what the answer is. And so she tried, you know, the story. She pressured him to tell her the answer to the riddle. And she, he wouldn't at first. And I think Delilah is a picture. It's a picture of the church. It's a picture of... The world cannot figure this out. You must tell them. And you can only find out yourself from Christ. So Delilah is a picture of the church wed to Samson who's getting the answer from Samson of the riddle. And then she tells the people or the world. And that's you, Saint. See, these parables are not perfect. They don't fit perfectly. You have to see beyond a veil in these riddles and see what God is saying. You see it? And 
God has given us the answer to the riddle. So anyway, he is preva- he's prevailed upon and he tells Delilah what happened about the lion and the honey. And, and she said, oh, oh, they would never would have figured that out. <laughs> and it's true. You and I would never have figured out that God was going to join himself to us. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared, but he's revealed it to us by his spirit. Only he can reveal the mystery of Christ to us. We would never figure it out. And so at the wedding, they, they, uh, they said, just before the time ran out, they said, uh, all cocky now because they had the answer. They said to Samson, let us hear that riddle again. I think we've got it. So he said, okay. Out of the strong, I mean, out of the eater, something to eat. Out of the strong, something sweet. What say ye? What is it? What am I talking about? What's the answer to the riddle? And he said, they said, uh, oh, Samson, what is, what is stronger than a lion? And what is sweeter than honey? Boom. They got their tuxedos. But isn't that so cool? Saints, I believe what this is talking about is the, the, um, the act of killing the lion. Hebrew says that the enemy, Satan, had the power of death. Hebrews says that the Christ came to destroy him who had the power of death. That all our lives we would be a fearful, fearful of death. Not fearful of death itself, but fearful of what comes after death. Judgment. Facing God. Facing God as a Philistine. He who had the power of death. Jesus came to render powerless, Hebrew says. Because all our lives, we spent our lives in fear of death. So the act of killing that lion was Christ himself putting an end to the fear of death. To the fear of death. Taking the the teeth out of the lion's mouth, so to speak. Through death, he overcame death. The great mystery of his death opens up something that we never dreamed possible. That which would devour us has become food for us. Death. Where is your sting now? Death was going to devour us and in fear we would face God, a holy God, in judgment. But now another's death has become food for us. Out of the eater, something to eat. Out of death, Something to eat from death. This is my body, which is shed, broken for you. This is my blood, which is shed for you. This death is food for you. Through death, I overcame death. And inside of you now, a mystery waits. Within this death is life, is mercy. 
For honey speaks of the word of God and speaks of honey being mercy, 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 sweet mercy within, within. It's not like we thought, saints. It's a riddle. We don't deserve mercy. We deserve judgment. It's a riddle. But we solve it and we go to the wedding. Warts and all. Warts and all. Because it's not about us. It's about Him. Religion wants you to look at the flesh. Religion will direct your eyes and your attention to sin in the flesh. Religion will teach you to look at sin and commit yourself to not sinning. Religion will focus on the knowledge of sin and your willpower. Religion will use shame and guilt to try to modify behavior. This is all from this lower realm. This is all in the workings of Satan who is able to make himself appear as an angel of light and his ministers as ministers of righteousness. But the one that is galaxies away, in a galaxy far, far away, as Star Wars says, there's another reality. And he bids you and I to not look at yourself. Fear not, Peter. Oh, Lord, depart from me. I am a sinful man. Fear not, Peter. Come to me. He bids us look at a God who raises the dead, Paul says, and calls into being that which did not exist before. This is our God. Behold the glory of God. Behold what makes God, God. Did I not say, if you would only believe, you would see the glory of God. Lazarus, come forth. This is the realm in which you and I live. Saints, when the Israelites were bitten by snakes in the wilderness, a picture of sin, God did not tell them to look at the snakes, walk around the snakes, be careful of the snakes, watch watch for the snakes so you don't get bitten. He did not tell them to look at the snakes. He said, Moses, prepare a bronze serpent, put it on a pole and lift it up high. Tell my people to look at the bronze serpent and all who look at the bronze serpent on a pole shall be healed. And Jesus said, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so shall the son of man be lifted up. That whosoever looks at him shall be healed. Death would overcome death. Judgment would overcome judgment. Mercy has triumphed over judgment, James says. This is the riddle, and this is what we've been called to, to see and and eat and drink of and take of that honey and give to others, though they know not where it comes from, so that you can explain the riddle. He did it. The Son of Man did it. And the riddle is here, opened now and revealed to all who will believe that we might eat and drink. It is not of man. It's not of man. 
For God hides these things from those who think themselves wise and prudent, those who think themselves scholars of the Bible, those who have been to five seminaries, hides these things, but reveals them to babes, the uneducated Galilean, not the educated from Jerusalem, the uneducated fisherman, that they might see God in all his glory and say, we are blind, help us see. And the Lord says, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you know not. Lord, thank you so much for helping us see the riddle of Christ. Such a riddle, such so different from natural man's way of thinking. So good to us to open our eyes. To open our eyes. To open our eyes. Thank you, Lord. just want to read a text I shared with a brother speaking of Adam and Eve their eyes were opened to see that they were naked they lost fellowship with God in the garden they were removed from the garden and the tree of life to see their nakedness God called blindness to see again to have your eyes opened means that you no longer see yourself as naked even though you are in the flesh, but in the spirit, not naked. It means you see yourself in constant fellowship with God in a garden or in another realm. It means you see the tree of life and that you eat now of that tree and only that tree. It means to be now in God all that he is, for there is no time in him. All that he will be in the future, he is now in the present, in you. All all through the person and work of Jesus himself. God is love. He fills you now with that love because that is who he is. I am who I am is in you. This will never change or diminish. This is the rest. Now we see again. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Bless my brothers and my sisters, Lord. Bless this time as we gather to worship together. I pray we would sing from the new man today. Help us sing from that place where you have brought us, seated with you in heavenly places, as you promised to Israel. O Israel, I bring you on eagle's wings to myself. You have brought us on eagle's wings to yourself. By the gift of the Spirit. Thank you, Father. Help us sing as the sons and daughters of God on earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Holy nation, royal priesthood. Offering up these awesome praises to the Son who has accomplished all things. For he does all things well.
Thank you, Father, for telling us the answer to the riddle. Amen.